to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Mentoring is a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a push in the right direction. John Crosby. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself, and Star Style Productions. We bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Arjun Clare. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Social distancing in this COVID-19 era has been detrimental to authors. With that in mind, be The Star You Are has collaborated with the Authors Guild to showcase the new books launched by many authors from around the country in a variety of genres. For the next few months, make sure you are tuned in to both Star Style, Be The Star You Are, on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, as well as this program, Express Yourself, airing on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Both broadcasting right here on the Voice America Network, Empowerment Channel, to learn about these fantastic authors and books. It's a giant readathon. With that, let's jump right into our first segment of this week's program, focusing on mentorship. From the book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, the third book in the Be the Star You Are trilogy by Cynthia Bryan. This chapter was written by volunteer Karen Kitchell. The book is available at starstylestore.net, with all proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are charity. And it's a great read during COVID-19. The Gift of Mentoring by Karen Kitchell. Twelve years ago, I became the mentor to two twin five-year-old girls whose mom was from Sudan. Among the many fun firsts I got to share with them was their first carousel ride, first visit to a library, first time fishing, and first time they had heard the word college. My daughter was a freshman at a local university, and one Saturday, when they had an open house, I decided it would be exciting to take the girls to the campus. On the way there, they asked, what is college? The question was a treat for me, as their mentor, to introduce them to the concept. During the next eight years, we enjoyed baking a lot of cookies and spending Sunday afternoons together. While the girls were both soft-spoken and usually very quiet, I figured they were enjoying the, the relationship because they never turned down an opportunity to get together because their mom was raising five kids in a small apartment on an entry-level salary, I knew their exposure to many things I take for granted was very limited. One day, I was surprised and suddenly very sad 
to learn that their family was moving to Alaska, and they had no forwarding information. I missed them terribly and thought about them often. It felt as if a part of my life was missing. However, five years later turned out to be one of the happiest days of my life when I opened the door to find these two beautiful girls had come to visit me. I could not have been more thrilled when they said they remembered the Saturday we went to visit college and then proceeded to tell me how they were both applying to various colleges next year, one to study criminal justice and the other pre-med. I never assumed that our one little college visit at age five had a direct impact on their decisions. But that's one of the great benefits of being a mentor. You never know the impact you might have. And while their visit was short before they were returning to Alaska, their heartfelt words about how they wanted to stay connected made me very thankful to have been their mentor. Because I felt my experience was so enriching for me, I decided to explore some new possibilities in mentoring. I read about a program called Amicus, which matches mentors to people in prison. I had absolutely no knowledge or exposure to anyone in a correctional facility, and I got the impression that fear kept many people from taking on this role. However, I thought it might present a unique opportunity to learn about another slice of life and to be able to simply offer friendship to, so to someone who perhaps had little. After attending a brief training and orientation session, I met with a program manager who told me about a possible match. I learned that Jane, not her real name, had never had anyone visit her since she entered the prison more than a year ago, and she was serving a seven-year term. It's not uncommon for family and friends to want to separate themselves from someone who committed a crime. I asked to be Jane's mentor, and I was her very first visitor. Jane's greatest wish is to see her son, and she is focused on doing everything she possibly can to make that happen. Meanwhile, I can offer a smile, a hug, and a friendly word. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do as a mentor. For me, the experience of being a mentor has been a unique perk in my life. I've had the chance to meet some people and experience a part of their life situation, which I never would have been able to do. My reward is a richer life and memories that last a lifetime. We all have talents that we can share. I encourage you to consider being a mentor to someone. You too can enjoy this unique gift. And from this book also comes an exercise called Be a Mentor. And it asks you to ask yourself three questions. One, what can I offer someone whose life situation is different from mine? Maybe consider things like a listening ear, an hour of fun, or a certain skill or hobby. Number two, who has been a mentor in my life? Think about those who have had an informal influence on your life. They may not know that you have observed them and learned something valuable from them. And number three, what is preventing me from doing something I've never done before that just might make a difference in the life of someone else? And not having enough time is not an answer to this question. We create the time for things that are important to us. Thank you for listening. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. As a reminder, Be The Star You Are. For teens, as well as the newest establishment in the series, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. It's available now and can be found at www.starstylestore.net. If you're looking for a new book to read, especially at a time like this, 
consider picking up a copy. I'm Art Sinclair. Remember, your purchase benefits the Be The Star You Are 501c3 charity and this Express Yourself program as a donation. So make sure you get your copy today. Check out youtube.com forward slash Be The Star You Are for a fun and informative Be The Star You Are videos on living, laughing, and learning. Visit us at www.bethestarur.org and check out past editions of our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Keep on listening to our conversation about mentorship on Express Yourself after the break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In this segment, we'll be joined by wonderful guest author, Angie Rooker. Angie Rooker is an author, poet, and mixed media artist who lives in Kansas with her husband, daughter, and two fur babies. Having worked in the field of youth advocacy for over 13 years prior to becoming a published author, Angie dedicates her energy towards encouraging others to build their connection to their voice, personal strengths, and potential to make a positive difference in the world. Angie is the author of Enchanted Sacred Garden, Dragon, a powerful story about being true to ourselves. Dragon takes us on a captivating journey of self-acceptance, illustrating how the choices we make impact the magic we wield. With that, let's welcome Angie onto the show. Hi, Angie. Hi, Arjun. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good, given all the the circumstances with social distancing. (laughs) Yes, it's a it's a scary time. It is, but there's also opportunity. I've I've seen a lot of kind of connecting and finding ways to spend time, quality time, and so I've been really engaging in that. Yes, definitely. Um, so, Angie, actually, I actually have I got a question for you because lear- like learning about you has really interested me in this. Is what made you really want to start advocating for youth? That's that's a really great question. So I I initially, I started working with youth um, in the role as an advocate, helping individuals trying to get sober off of drugs and alcohol, which was um, quite a 
quite an interesting choice on my end because that's, you know, a difficult age adolescence um, given in and of itself paired with individuals who are trying to get sober. And, uh, you know, I found there were, uh, there were uh, amazing um, experiences that have helped me grow as an individual and have helped me step into the light um, as being, you know, positive mentor for other people, um, gaining insight as to the different struggles and how they parallel some of mine and carrying some of my experiences to other people so that, you know, others can, they don't feel like they're going to be alone in whatever they're going through as well. So that's, that's kind of the heart of, of why I jumped in initially was to, to see the, the potential in other people, see the light in, in the youth that I was working with and to encourage that for them. That's awesome. Um, so how has advocating for youth kind of changed you as a person? That I can't even, <laughs> I don't even know how to jump into that. That is such, that is such a deep question. So I, working in that field specifically has, has changed me, has impacted me on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, on a psychological level. It's helped me look deeper into myself, understand um, aspects of myself, push me to, to be of service, um, to get out of myself and to help other people, to find compassion, to find understanding, um, to be a bridge towards those, like I said, who are struggling um, to bring my own challenges into the light so that others cannot feel alone. So it's, it's basically helped me to transform the things that I struggled with at that age into purpose and into possibility and into hope for other people. That's so cool. It's awesome that you're doing all of this. Um, and I know you have a daughter, so do you, does all of this advocating for youth that you've done has that kind of translated into what you're kind of encouraging your daughter to do? Are you encouraging her to advocate for what she believes in as well? It, it's funny you ask that because one of one of my daughters, one, one of the things that she has said when she wants to grow up is she wants to be a bully police. So <laughs> she wants to help stop bullying. So I, I think I'm, you know what I'm doing is kind of rubbing off on her. And we have we have conversations about what it means to be kind and, and respectful um, and how difference is not something bad and something to be embraced. So we do have these daily conversations with her about how she can, how she can have more empathy towards others that even if she's in a place of not understanding where someone's coming from to kind of move towards that. So we do, we do encourage her to do that. That's so awesome. I mean, we are, we're here, we are be the star you are. And that's kind of exactly what we encourage. We encourage people to be unique and kind of be themselves. So it's awesome that other people are doing it kind of independent from us as well. Um, so when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer and start writing books? So I didn't really take it as seriously until I was about in high school or so. And it was more, I did it more privately and it was, I just kind of kept it to myself. I didn't really share anything with anybody else. I was, I was really shy back then, really guarded um, only within the last couple of years did I start to branch out and actually share, you know, more of my poems and more of my short stories and then stepping out in, in fully into the light and, and self-publishing the first edition of Enchanted Sacred Garden Dragon on my own was really, really stepping outside of my comfort zone because I'm pretty introverted and, you know, it was like going from this really protective space to like, I'm just going to put it out there and leave it 
you know, vulnerable to people's judgment, which is really scary for anybody who's kind of putting creative work out there in the world. Definitely. Um, so does your book, does it have any like personal connection to you? Like, how did you find the inspiration to write your book? Yes, that's, that's, that's a really great question. So initially this book, it started out as uh, a memoir. So it, it was a journey of, um, self-reflection for myself, kind of, you know, pulling from some of the things that I'd been through in the past, my own experiences of bullying in middle school and high school, and trying to find a way to mend those things and find closure for those things. And like I said, it was it was primarily done in a private space where I wasn't expecting to share it with a lot of people. It was more going to be for, you know, friends and family. Um, and I got the feedback, the important feedback that maybe what I was offering, maybe what I was trying to create you know, would have a, a bigger positive message outside of just the the small group that I was sharing with. And so that initial support helped me to step further and, and expand my original vision because it was all just going to be short stories. Um, this is a first book in a six-part series, and uh, it, it was all just going to be short stories that I was going to kind of keep to myself and not really put out there. But it, it was, you know, I, I kept getting the message over and over again that this would be important. This was this was important and my voice was important and the perspective was needed because obviously, you know, bullying is not going away. It's not something that passed when I grew up. You know, it's something that still um, impacts a lot of people. And it's important to have conversations of how to stand up for yourself and find your voice in, in adversity and and believe in who you are, despite what other people think. And I think that's definitely the heart of the story that was trying to kind of offer um, when writing it. That's so cool. Um, so one thing that I did notice when I was reading about your book is you chose the name Dragon for the main character. Uh, is there a particular reason that you chose that name? So she was raised by gnomes, and it's actually part of a conversation in, in the book itself where her peers, when she finally goes to a school where she meets um, some of her own kind, they start to tease her because she was raised by gnomes. And um, she asks her her adoptive family, why did you name me this? Like, obviously, this is this is going to be something that's going to be something that I'll be mocked for. And, you know, basically what they explained was that they didn't want to give her a name that she didn't belong to, that wasn't a part of her her own family line. And they didn't want to place her into a, a form of identity that she couldn't really cling to. So they were trying to do it in her best interest. And given the reactions to her peers, it actually backfired. So they all had hopes that she was going to be able to fit in and that they would, um, the community of, of dragons that she was learning to connect with, that they would welcome her without any trouble or, or hardship and difficulty. But that was actually the opposite of what happened. That's so awesome, and it's has such a great meaning behind it. Um, so how long does it normally take you to write a book? So the first the first edition, it took me ten years. That's not an average. <laughs> it just it was a matter of me kind of believing in the idea. You know, there's a whole lot of work that goes into writing outside of just going to the laptop or the typewriter and putting the words on the page. You know, for me, it's it's talking myself into believing in the work. It's it's um, 
being my own cheerleader. It's walking myself through whatever blocks show up for me, whether that's I have a fear of this is going to succeed or if I have fear of it's going to fail. Like whatever shows up, I have to work through that in order to keep moving forward with, with whatever story I'm trying to tell. So for me, that first go took 10 years. And the revision of the book, it, it took me about four months. So what, what ended up happening was I finished the second book in the series and then spoke with the publisher about rewriting the, the first edition or yeah, yeah, the first edition and ended up just kind of expanding um, in certain elements of the storyline, but maintained the, the structure and the heart of what the story you know, originally started with. So it was, um, it was a lot easier because I had, you know, I had the, the characters were closer to me, but at that point I had kind of worked with them in the second book. And so I knew a little bit more further along how the story was going to evolve. So I was able to go back and fill in the gaps a lot easier that way. Mm. So it took you 10 years to get through that first edition of the book. And throughout the way, uh, did you have any mentors that helped you through this process? So I am, I'm a part of uh, a creative writing group online on Facebook called Creative Central. And that has been such a, an immense source of support and encouragement. And it's actually where I met um, the, uh, the publisher that, it, that published the second edition for, for the book. And I've made so, so many new friends as a result of that. And I've created um, like this, I don't know, this, this wellspring of, of creative energy and creative drive that I didn't have prior to being a part of that. So, you know, that's, that's definitely one of the places where I have um, found individuals who kind of share their experiences in their own publishing journeys um, the publisher and the editor of the of uh, Balance of Seven, which is the the publishing house in based out of Texas, there also have been immense mentors in all of this, kind of guiding me through on how to rework um, what I'm trying to put out into the world so that our visions are aligned. And you know, they believe in 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 you know in what I had seen or or what I envisioned for the purpose of this book, which is to like I said, to offer hope and connection to those that may understand these struggles um, from their own experiences as well. That's so awesome that you kind of found that that like stepping stone to writing your books. Um, but now that you found that, do you help to mentor anyone else who might be trying to write their own books? Absolutely. So actually, one of the things that Creative Central did this past month because of all of the circumstances regarding social distancing and book tours being kind of shut down or, or delayed temporarily um, is we, we kind of collaborated with a, a, a several different authors who were looking to release their work around the same time. And we helped to kind of promote each other. Um, we pushed on an online book fair and just kind of showcased everything that we have been working for, you know, towards, for the last month or year or however long it's taken each, you know, each of us to get there. Um, and in that process, I've had a lot of individuals, you know, come to me and ask me personal advice. Like, how would, how did you do this? How did you accomplish this? Especially as a mom, especially working full time, 
So I get a lot of those questions, you know, how do I manage to do these things and balance everything and still show up for my responsibilities? So it, it comes in, in, you know, in conversation very frequently. That's cool. Um, and I think that's actually how you were, we were able to get you on this show because uh, Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself are collaborating with the Authors Guild to help authors get attention for their new books during the lockdown of COVID-19. Yes. Um, so what is one of the most surprising things that you learned in creating your book? I have to think on that one. That's a tough question. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many different things that have kind of emerged as a result of, of writing. Um, I guess just coming to this point that the fact that it was, it was taken under the wing of a small press. Um, I never thought that that was going to be possible. I thought that, you know, just self-publishing was going to be kind of the end of, end of the road for it. And it was going to be something that just, you know, like I said, initially small, you know, small group of friends or family that were going to be interested in reading or enjoying. And it's, it's kind of caught fire in people's hearts. And that's really just, um, taking my, taking my breath away because I, it's one thing to have an idea in your head and it's one thing to, to, to kind of feel like, Oh, I, you know, I enjoy writing this and I enjoy this process and I enjoy sharing this. But for it to invoke a sense of joy or um, camaraderie in others is is something that uh, I don't think I'll ever get used to. I, I I'm definitely enjoying that. I'm um, every single time a person tells me that either they've ordered it or they've ordered it for you know someone that they know. It just it just takes me back because I. Um, the the writing itself is thrilling and then the fact that people want to share it just is is amazing so that's awesome um and what do you think uh makes a series like this important so one of the things that was shared with me pretty frequently throughout this journey and there's been many times when I've doubted whether or not this is going to be important or if I should keep going or if it's if it's even worth it I think that's pretty common for any 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 person that creates anything, whether that's art, music, writing, what have you. There's some point in the creative process where you doubt that what you have to offer is going to make a difference, and that's happened several times for me. In those places, I've been able to reach out to individuals, and they've reinfused me with the faith that uh, what needs to be shared is important. And I, you know, in terms of one of the, the leading um, messages that the gnomes in this story um, present is it's, it's the importance of connection. It's the importance of compassion and understanding and welcoming um, individuals outside of, outside of, you know, whatever your circle is or whatever your, um, you know, your, your life background is, is, is to be inclusive. And I know that that is a message that carries through in all sorts of ways right now in terms of um, individuals from all backgrounds and all identities. And it's something that I feel, especially in, in having conversations with youth about, doesn't always happen, you know, in terms of like a bridge between youth and adults regarding how all of these things are impacting all of us. Those conversations don't happen. And so with this series, my hope is to get into schools and to have conversations in small groups or large groups and 
and ask the question, how is this impactful? What can we do to make a difference? You know, how are you willing to step up and do something different too? So it's not just me going in there and, and giving a lecture on this is how bullying is impacting you or me or any of that. It's, it's, is it still impacting us? Why is it impacting us? How does it impact us? And what can we do to make a difference to make that change? So Definitely. it's stoking a fire of, of action, you know, and, and activism even, you know, to get, to get youth involved in getting into their communities and finding a way to, to, to find their place and giving back. Definitely. I think that's a, a great question to have. Um, and another thing that I noticed is that you're an artist as well, correct? Yes. Um, so for you, have art and writing kind of weaved together throughout your life? So I have, uh, I'm, the, I'm a middle, middle child. I have an older brother who's, he composes music um, and he writes musicals and he lives in New York. And I have a younger brother who he's an artist and both of them, well, actually all of us are pretty much self-taught. And so when it came, when it came to art initially, I kind of stayed away from it because I was so intimidated by like comparing myself to what my brother produced. Cause he's fantastic. Like he's, I don't know how he creates some of these things, but from my mother's side of the family, there are a lot of artists, you know, my grandmother was a, a painter. My mom's a painter. And so um, artistic expression has been something that's been passed down definitely and encouraged. Um, for me though, I didn't actually start to explore it until my early to mid twenties. So I didn't really dive into it until, um, you know, like after high school writing was initially kind of where I found my voice and I kind of stayed there in my comfort zone for a bit, but tiptoeing outside of it and exploring it, it's, um, it's been pretty amazing. And it's, it's a different way of creating too. Cause like I can sit down and have an art session and it'll have a completely different impact that if I'm sitting down and, and writing, um, in terms of, you know, in terms of writing, uh, just a thousand words or, you know, 2000 words or something like that in one sitting. So it, it just, it works differently for each, um, each, each different way that I engage creative expression. Definitely. I've always found uh, art interesting and I love doing it, but I'm definitely not the best at it. Um, so what what is some advice that you can offer to someone who wants to become a writer but doesn't really know how or can't, can't get their feet underneath them? So always, you know, always stay true to yourself and keep keep doing what you love and your passions. Um it's going to be difficult to find feedback that won't be criticism at one point or another. So despite the criticism, keep moving forward. I think that is the most important thing because when you go out there and you share your work with other people, it's going to be inevitable that it's, it's not going to be received well at least once. And so to just anticipate that um, and to not take it personally, because, you know, there's a whole lot of things that could be going on when someone is giving you a, you know, a negative critique about your work. Um, but to find, to find the support and to find the mentors that believe in you and believe in what you have to do and keep feeding that, um, that interest and that passion with all that you can and be, be on your own side. That was kind of a vow that I took with myself when I started this was, um, I have to, I have to be on my side or I'm going to be against myself and I choose to be on my side. 
That's awesome. And that's such a great piece of advice. Um, and that I think a lot of people can learn and benefit from. Um, well, thank you so much, Angie, for coming on air and sharing your writing experience and new book with us. Um, audience, you can learn more about Angie and her work at www.adreamercreations.com, on Facebook at Adreamer Creations, and Instagram at capital A, Dream, capital R, Creations. Also, be sure to support our show and learn about upcoming Be The Star You Are events at bethestarur.org. I'm Arjun Clare. Show your love for more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at www.bethestarur.org. And visit, and visit bethestarur.org to find out more about Be The Star You Are. Angie, do you have anything else that you would like to add? I'm just truly grateful for you taking the time and chatting with me and learning more about, you know, my passions. And I encourage you, you said that you don't feel so confident in your artistic skills, but I think that, you know, just keep working on it and you may be surprised at what you can create. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, w- I would love to get better and I think I just need to keep practicing. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Thank you everyone so much for listening and keep listening for more on mentorship. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Arjun Clare, and this week's show is all about mentorship. In this last segment, Kaylin will be sharing her experience with the mentors in her life. Take it away, Kaylin. Hi, listeners. It's Caitlin Darrow, and I'm excited to be back this week to share my experience on mentorship. Over the years, I have cultivated mentors in my career and in academia, and I'm so, so grateful for every single one of them. They have assisted me in navigating the college experience, which personally, as a first-generation college student, was very, very important for me, and also in navigating my career in content creation, uh, marketing, journalism, um, and that entire field. In today's day and age, your network is more valuable and important than it's ever been. 
Having a mentor can be extremely powerful, especially if you feel like you need extra resources and guidance. I feel very lucky to have had mentors throughout my schooling who now are providing me with advice as I delve into my career. I'm graduating from college in June, so I'm very grateful for all of the connections that I've made throughout internships, um, even starting in middle school and high school, or professors at UCLA who allowed me to assist with research. Um, all of this really has come in handy as I begin to job search. Uh, one of my first mentors ever was Cynthia Bryan, and I still consider her a wonderful mentor today. I personally joined the Express Yourself Teen Radio team when I was so young. I think I was maybe 12 or 13 when I did my first episode. And her encouragement uh, truly gave me the confidence to move forward with a career in journalism. So I think that this is why mentors are so incredibly important, because they can set you down a life path. Um, and really, sometimes it's just nice to have that encouragement and that validation and to receive advice from someone on the outside. In 2017, I also participated in the Women's Weekend Film Challenge in New York City, and I gained several mentors through that experience. And the Women's Weekend Film Challenge is something that I applied for on a whim. So when I was accepted, I was just so ecstatic. And through that experience, I was able to develop the skills that I needed in order to tell compelling stories. So in just one weekend, I was assigned to a team and we made a short film from start to finish. So from screenwriting and pre-production all the way to editing and post-production, I really learned how to sharpen my artistic voice. And in the process, I received mentorship and support from incredible filmmakers who I'm still in touch with today. So overall, I think that mentors are something that you can begin to cultivate when you're young, when you're in middle school and high school. And then as you go into college and especially as you begin your career, I think that it's really important to have um, someone who can give you advice and someone who you can speak with. Thank you, Caitlin. That was so awesome and so cool to learn about uh, other people's mentors and how they've helped them. And you talked about all these mentors that you've had throughout your life, but have you ever been a mentor to someone else? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question, actually. Um, it's interesting because I haven't had any formal um, mentees, but I do feel like maybe I have been a mentor to people in the past, um, just in answering their questions and um, giving them advice. I've received a really great deal of messages from young people over the years who wanted to start a nonprofit organization and were seeking advice from me because I actually started uh, my nonprofit organization, the Angels Community Outreach, when I was 12 years old. And angelsoutreach.org is our website for any um, listeners who are wondering and wanted to learn more about it. But this is a particularly unique thing just because charities are not very easy to start. And so I was able to get mine off the ground with support from volunteers, donors, and mentors. And as a result, I was always happy to mentor other young people who needed advice on how to start a foundation. Um, so whether it's you know trying to start a charity or you're wanting to launch your career or you're trying to find an internship, no matter what it is, I think that mentors can always come in handy. 
Um, and again, I'm always really happy to help people out because I remember being that age and wanting to make a positive impact in my community and just having absolutely no idea where to start. And so it just really warms my heart to be on the advice giving side now because it wasn't that long ago where I was asking those same exact questions. It's so awesome that you're kind of going through that process on your own of being someone who is being mentored and now you're someone who's helping to mentor other people. Um, But who do you think can be a mentor? Oh, that's a really great question. And yeah, I totally agree that it's interesting being on both sides of it, being someone who I am still quite young and I definitely still need mentors in my life. But now as I'm um, beginning to graduate from college and I'm a little bit older now, I do feel more confident in being the mentor to someone who's younger. So it's kind of cool to be right there in the in-between. Um, definitely agree with that. And also um, in regards to your question about who can be a mentor, um, honestly, I think that a mentor can be anyone who you look up to. I, I feel like a mentor is typically someone who's older. That's been my experience. But also in college, I met students who were running their own companies or had books published. And even though they were my peer and perhaps we were the same age, they actually took on a mentor role within my life. So I think that you should wash away the image of what a mentor is supposed to look like and instead focus on who you admire and how you feel around those people. So while in my experience, most people, they do tend to be older um, mentors just because they have more experience typically, um, a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, a specific person or fit into a specific box. It's really all about who you look up to and how you feel around them. That's awesome. And I think that's great advice for um, people who are kind of wondering who who mentors are. But um, if someone's struggling to find someone who they think is a mentor to them, how do you think they can they can find that someone who can be their mentor? Mm, Yes, I remember feeling this way um, in the past, just really wanting to connect with somebody. And I had all these questions, whether it was about going into academia or, you know, going into my career. And I I just didn't really know where to turn, Um, especially when I do remember being a junior and a senior in high school and starting the college application process and even just feeling a bit overwhelmed with that because because I am a first-generation college student, so I'm the first in my family to go to college. And I remember starting those applications and feeling just a bit overwhelmed, and even with financial aid, and there's just so many forms. And I do remember during that time that I did have some mentors who um, you know, had graduated college, and they helped me through the process. So for me in my life, I feel like mentors have naturally been around me. Um, It wasn't always necessarily something that I sought out. Um, Like I explained, when I was a senior in high school, I began to look around and think, oh, who could help me with my applications? And I was really surprised just in my community, you know, with my neighbors and at my church and in my friend group, maybe their older siblings. I, I had so many people around me who could be of really great help. Um, so once you kind of take off the glasses and you look around, I think that you will find that there's a lot of people perhaps already in your life who could serve as a mentor. 
Um, and usually, as I mentioned, I would just see someone in my community who I admired. So they were doing something that really spoke to me on a deep level. And then I would approach them. And of course, there's so many ways to go about it depending on your relationship. So if it's someone who you don't know very well, you could always just add them on LinkedIn, which is a really great networking website um, specifically made for business relationships. You could always find someone who who you look up to and and perhaps connect with them on there. But I feel like the most organic connections are are people who you know uh, face-to-face in real life. And for example, I know with Cynthia um, Bryan, I had just reached out to her via email. So it was totally, I just saw the show. I saw Express Yourself and I loved it and I had questions and I wanted to know more about it. And so I just sent an email um, on my own. So you can totally just approach people who you admire and who you see online. Um, Don't be afraid to do that, (laughs) although it can totally be intimidating. Um, But yeah, I I think that that uh, is something that everyone should feel um, comfortable to do. Uh, And then, of course, if it's a figure who you see on a daily basis, you could invite them for coffee sometime and ask them questions about their career path. And in general, I think that whatever approach you you go about, just make sure that it feels genuine. Uh, You have to remember that whoever you're seeking as a mentor is probably extremely busy and they're taking time out of their day to give you advice. And that's a very big deal. So just make sure that you express your gratitude and ensure that they know how grateful you are to have that mentorship experience. Um, have you had any mentors in your life personally? Uh, yes, I definitely have. Um, of course, I always look up to my parents um, and also my sister as well. They're just super smart. But uh, apart from that, I would say a lot of my kind of extended family members have served mm-hmm. as great mentors for me because they've gone through hardships and how they over, how they've overcome them. Um, it's, it's awesome to just see. And mm. I think that sometimes a mentor is someone that we might not even know. So like for me, I, I'm a soccer player and, uh, I always look up to like the greats of the sport because they're not trying to be mentors, but through their actions and what they're doing, um, they are. So, I think, I think it's so awesome. Wow. Yeah, actually, that's such a great point. I'm really, really glad that um, you mentioned that because you're so right. It, it doesn't necessarily always have to be this very like formal, rigid mentorship, like you're necessarily interacting with them on a daily basis. You know, mentorships can absolutely come in so many different forms. Um, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. I think personally for me, I have a lot of mentors. Um, I guess it would be a bit like a one-sided mentorship, but people who I 100% look up to, um, very famous like feminists such as Gloria Steinem, um, I really admire and I love, and I'm always reading about her and kind of following her career path. And I just love um, everything that she's done with her life. And so I think that you're you're absolutely right that mentors can be um, these figures who we, who we look at. And also I love how you mentioned that your mentors are your parents and your, your siblings, because same here, my mom is totally my mentor. Um, and like I said earlier, mentors can be people who are already in your life. Um, I think it's just all about recognizing those individuals. 
Definitely. And like now, as you mentioned, I've just been like going back and I've, I've had so many mentors that I've looked up to and I feel like I don't even realize it until I look back now and just Mm. remember and see them. Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like when I think about my relationships with some of my mentors, there are some that I'm a bit closer to. There are some that maybe we just email here and there, or maybe we'll grab coffee once every few months and I'll ask them questions or things of that sort. So again, I think that the nature of your mentorships can vary depending on the people. Um, I've had teachers and coaches in the past. And now, again, like I mentioned in college, I've had some really wonderful professors who now are guiding me on if I want to go to grad school and get my master's and and all these really exciting things that I'm just so happy that I have someone to turn to, to to ask these questions too. Um, And I think that it's especially important for perhaps communities who may be disconnected from um, like college, for example. Uh, I know I did talk about it, but just being a first generation college student and trying to navigate the college system can be really hard. So I think that certain uh, maybe underprivileged communities can greatly benefit from having a mentor and just having someone to turn to and to ask questions. Definitely. And I mean, you mentioned how you found out about Express Yourself. And I actually found out from some of my cousins who were actually on it as well. So, I mean, they served as mentors to me uh, without even me even realizing it. Oh, wow. That's so fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. Well, I hope that anyone listening, you know, you will take a look at the people in your life. And I hope that you can recognize um, the mentors who are in your family or in your friend group. Um, Again, like I said, it doesn't have to be uh, a specific um, you know, like you just mentioned, your mentor is your cousin. I think that that's so beautiful. And, and even the people that you look up to, maybe they're famous or very um, accomplished, they can be your mentor as well. Definitely. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining us. And audience, please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community charity efforts and outreach programs on our main site, at www.bethestarur.org. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Arjun Clare. As always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Find a mentor, be a mentor, be safe, be healthy, be home. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself